0: The majority of these episodes have highlighted some extraordinary people with names that many of us recognize, and that's by design. I mean, who wants to listen to a couple of people you've never heard of talk to each other? Today is different. Every person you meet changes your life, some a lot more than others. Most of the time, we don't realize it. Or when we do, it's too late to say thanks. This is my thank you. He's worked for some of the most recognizable brands in the world, creator of the E-Trade Baby Super Bowl commercial and currently hanging his hat as chief creative officer at Web3 carbon capture outfit Eco Sapiens. by far and away the funniest person I've ever met, it is my immense pleasure to bring you my conversation with my great friend, Garrett Kane Dafferner. Garrett. Welcome to Sales Brick Studio South here in sunny Austin, Texas. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks for having me, Brian. Want to jump into it? No. All right, great. Yeah, yeah. Garrett? What do you do at EcoSapiens, and how'd you get there?
1: Well, I was found by a CEO. Well, now he's a CEO. He was a venture capitalist, worked at Menlo Ventures out in San Francisco. His name's Nihar Nilakanti, and he had an idea to democratize carbon credits so that anybody could buy them, like a one-click purchase to get carbon credits. Now, there are companies that do that, very few that allow individuals to buy them, but they're very convoluted and boring and sort of banky. So. What we're doing is we're the first company to create an NFT collection with an entire mythology and universe and beautiful 3D art. It's not low grade looking stuff, it's really high end. And we are collaborating with the top tier carbon sequestration companies. So we're thinking about Kelp Farming, Sequoia National Park, which is all now measured in terms of how many carbon credits they get. And they're selling their carbon credits to us us We're underwriting those carbon credits into the NFTs so that now anyone can not only buy carbon credits, but they can be part of an
0: NFT universe. So you're just making it easy for individuals like you and me to buy them, not a corporation that's looking to sort of project their goodness when they buy the carbon credits because they're doing awful things in the background. So
1: there's a lot of shady behavior in the carbon credit market. This is a company that's founded by people who actually really give a shit. They care. And yeah, we're only getting... Getting the best carbon credits. And the thing is, this is just a project, right? So this is our launch project as an NFT collection, which will keep growing. If it's a big success, we'll be gamifying it. We'll be growing more collections, hopefully selling a series to Netflix about it or some studio about this mythology and these characters. But the bigger mission statement is we're a company enabling anybody to have a positive impact on the climate. So as a project, this fits that ethos and NFTs are sort of the perfect medium for what we're doing just coincidentally but we have lots of projects in the future a cool one for example is we want to build a 40 foot tall eco sapien sculpture at burning man and partner with climbworks so that it's got climbworks technology in it and it absorbs all the emissions from from all from the burning uh, man
0: from, all all the, the, from all, all all the people on drugs
1: all the men on drugs with like w- wigs on top hats or whatever whatever men they and
0: women wearing wigs and top i'm not hats judging you burning. if you go to
1: burning man i just i don't know what it is you do there so whatever it is you do you're putting out a lot of carbon my friends i mean the show is literally called burn, burning they, man they burn they burn, a man. <laughs> <laughs> they burn not, a man it's not a living man though
0: it, wait, so tell me about the sculpture that you're going to put up at Burning Man. Will that, be just, a, will that be a real man?
1: So we're thinking it could be, we could genetically modify a man to be about 60 feet tall. 60
0: feet tall. A living tall.
1: man, a living man. Yeah. Have you
0: considered getting in touch with the jolly green giant, the guy that's on the canopy? That's
1: a made up character. That's a fictional character. No, okay, so again, he's an NFT. Yeah, he's an NFT, <laughs> yeah,
0: essentially. Okay, got it. Garrett, thank you so much for that answer. I no, think everyone's going to not- understand understand that.
1: No, I I don't want them to, but that's okay.
0: Okay. Awesome. We're going to move on to this next one. I think you answered the carbon credit thing. Just for my own edification, you said that there's levels of carbon credits.
1: So there's a lot of shady carbon credits, right? If you just say we put a new kind of wheel on our car and this wheel gets an extra two miles a gallon. Well, you can get carbon credits for that because technically it's a measurable amount of carbon you're saving, but it's bullshit. What are you really doing? You have a kelp farm, you're sequestering hundreds of thousands of tons of carbon out of the atmosphere each year and it's highly measurable and it's high quality. It's the same way that you would rate a AAA bond. There's all of these companies sprouting up that are like measuring agencies. And we're working with one. I don't know the name off the top of my head. I've met with them a few times. They're brilliant but they've actually put their software into existing satellites and they use lidar to scan the soil and the ground to detect the amount of carbon that's being sequestered so they can give you an exact measurement of your kelp farm of your tree forest of your whatever there's thousands of industries that are to quantify you know, so for, how much so is example, actually yeah so for example tesla doesn't make money off of their cars they make no money off the sales of their cars they make all their money off of the exchange of carbon credits
0: i'm pretty sure the majority. of people that are going to be listening to this episode, all 14, have no idea that Tesla doesn't make their money on selling the cars. Yeah, they don't make I money don't, off that, I right?
1: mean, maybe they do know that.
0: Maybe this is me just saying something really obvious, but I thought that was interesting when I learned that. And, and I've told you before how much I admire the project because I know your art and what you are actually putting together on the visual side, being yeah. the chief creative officer, right? Is that mm-hmm. what your title is? Chief creative yeah, officer I'm over co-founder,
1: at a I'm a co-founder and a chief creative officer. Yeah.
0: Very cool. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Garrett, what's the best purchase you've made recently under a hundred dollars?
1: This is a tricky one, but
0: the best I can do is Topo Chico. It's a seltzer water from, where's it from? Monterrey. Monterrey. Monterrey, Mexico. It's actually one of the official drinks of Austin, Texas.
1: It's unbelievable. So you would know then, but I mean, as a 37 year old man, who's never had it, it's like- I where did you have it I for the first time were you they at scott's minerals in it were you yeah. at scott's
0: i was at scott's
1: yeah and i was like what are you what is this
0: seltzer my friend scott and came my
1: whole fridge is filled with it
0: scott came down to austin texas and he had that and he was like what and, Chico. and every I've time i go to his like place it. it's, better for soda, just,
1: it's better than
0: it's better than everything better than everything. Awesome. Thank you for letting us know that. Topo yeah, Chico. Yeah, any,
1: anybody looking for an under $100 purchase, go out and find a Topo Chico. I don't think you're going to regret it.
0: I don't think there's any regret anywhere near that scenario. Low, low awesome. Garrett, let's, let's flip flow. over let's here. Let's flip around. Let's do a little flip. What is some really bad advice that you've heard over the years in your career?
1: Uh, yeah, this question stumped me a little bit. So my first reaction to this was always kiss your boss on the lips, Ooh. which don't do it. But I would say a larger answer to this, which gets into a dialogue I don't ever want to really have with anybody because it's a question of free will. But it's the idea of this neo Americana myth that you can pick yourself up by the bootstraps and become anything you want. And that's just simply not true. And I can tell you from my failures and successes in many careers in life that, listen, you have no control over where you born. You have no control over the socioeconomic factors of that country or nation. You have no control over your genetic proclivity to charisma or remembering about memory retention or creative thought. You have no real control. They've actually done studies, nature versus nurture. It's 70% nature. You're 70% baked when you first pop out. So that said, yeah, I mean, maybe there's some room for making decisions, but even those decisions are sort of not really yours to make. And if you really dig down into what the process is like before you make a decision, you start to realize There's not really a you choosing. It's a meditative exercise, but you start to realize you're a product of an enormous web of biology that's grown from a single organism over millions of years. You play a very small role in an enormous complex of evolution to think that you somehow have agency over what you do and that your net worth is beholden purely to your free will. And you're just your bootstrap attitude is batshit crazy, frankly. And people get really upset about conversations of free will because they don't like the idea that everything is deterministic. But the more you learn about it, the more unshakable the truth is that it is deterministic. And you can push yourself in certain ways. There's a way to look at it, but ultimately it's hard work, your natural gifts, and luck is really all it is.
0: And you're saying that luck is about 70% of it. There's nothing that you can do about that luck. It's just Uh, built in.
1: Luck's a weird word, but I mean, I would say luck. If you really break it down, luck's 100% of it. (laughs) Pick myself up by the bootstraps. It's like, what are you talking about, man? You grew up in America. Was that your choice? Was that your choice to be a railroad tycoon what if you had grown up in india would you have still been a railroad tycoon right. india is circa 1814 no you wouldn't
0: have it's you gonna would be have been it, what, maybe hot you would have been
1: clever maybe you would have been clever and you would have had some sort of business but you wouldn't have been the rockefellers
0: no, 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 no. And honestly, uh, John D. Rockefeller, for as much as people say he's done a great job, isn't he dead? I think he's dead, man. It's yeah, a, he's so still, uh, I don't know job. why people look up to him.
1: How good of a job could he have done if he's, already
0: if he's dead? dead? He's already no, dead. that's a really great answer. And to yeah, take it no. just to be serious for just a moment, I think a lot of people, the majority of people want to say it's the other way around. I know the people that I orbit professionally, it's about having agency and getting yourself up and up of the bootstraps. And that's just Kind of how what you have to say to yourself to wake up and to green and bear it every day.
1: Sure, but what cultural background did they come from to teach them that ethos? They had no control over that. They have no control over their own ability to motivate themselves. Self-motivation is... Programming, that's software. You can train it sort of, but there's not really a place where it, look, it all becomes a question of free will. And this is why people get upset. Uh,
0: But before I ask you this next question, did you see this? This episode is brought to us by Snake Water. Yeah. It's water made with real snakes. And by the end of Q4, look for their first cloud based snake. Now, there's not much to it. The only thing I was saying here, it looks like someone put a cartoon snake inside of a cloud on Microsoft Paint. Anyway, our Jeroboam-level sponsor for this episode is Feta. I'm not talking about a brand either. It's just a single crumble of feta cheese. Garrett, what failure in your past has set you up for success later on in life?
1: So for me, failure is an interesting word. It's always got a negative connotation, but what's negative about it is your initial reaction. Beyond that, it's just a learning experience, right? Failure is if you take away the initial reaction of you get the email saying, hey, you're rejected from the art fair. Hey, you're not getting the job. Hey, you're not getting the book deal. And you go, oh, and you get all sad. Okay, once that's over. You You got to pick
0: yourself up by the bootstraps is what you're saying.
1: You just have to put yourself up by the bootstraps no you just take the learnings and that's how you grow that's the only way you can grow it's the same thing with darwinian evolution it's everything follows a growth path a natural evolution like a path. pre-laid well there's just a growth to things right there's a fundamental network toward growth if that makes sense A fundamental structure for growth and that is you have to fail to become stronger That's Darwinism, and it's no different with somebody's career in that, look, you think you're just going to be 19 and make a cartoon and knock it out of the park. There's always outliers, but they're so rare, it's not worth talking about. The majority of people, you're going to fail 9 million times, and that's how you learn how to do it right. Without those failures, how are you ever going to know how to do it?
0: Yep. yeah. No, I mean,
1: I have failed more than anyone I know. Let's just put it at that. And I don't regret it. I don't think that says anything bad about me. I I just think that says, hey, this guy took a lot more fucking chances.
0: Took a lot of chances. And I mean, you're doing great. And I guess that's how the sausage is made, huh?
1: That's how the sausage gets made. Great. I have a sausage factory in the back. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you live in... You,
0: you, you, so, okay. So did you have an addition? I've been in that apartment before. I can't imagine yeah, there's an we entire... Put, we factory. built
1: an entire addition in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, because real estate's super cheap. And also, it's very easy to import cattle and slaughter them. Oh, right. The, oh, it's it's a huge them Polish in, turn population them into there. tubes of sausage. So...
0: Okay. No, that's great. I mean, and you're right by, I think the meat hook is right there. Meat world. Meat
1: world. It's called meat Meat world. World. They renamed it. Got
0: it. All right. We're going to do something different this time around, Garrett. We're going to do a lightning round word association. So I'm going to say a word and you're going to say the first word that comes up in your head. Got it? Only one word? Mm, One word. One or uh, under 10 words. Tell me what the thought that comes up under 10 words. Here we go. Your first word, crab. Lord of the sea. Second word, mummy.
1: A place I'd like to... A thing, a place I'd like, a, per, a thing I'd like to become. Eggs. Being pegged in high school. Dr. Chicken. <laughs> by the seniors, by the big mean seniors. By
0: the big mean seniors. Okay, next word. Dr. Chicken.
1: A doctor I would trust with open heart surgery, to be quite frank.
0: Bushwick. Fear, fear. <laughs> Carbon credits. A useful tool. Okay, that was our lightning round of word association. Garrett, thank you so much for being our inaugural participant. Mm-hmm. Garrett, what do you think is the single most infuriating thing about living in New York City?
1: Well, as we all know, it's cost. But at the same time, for me personally, it's being from here my entire life. So I don't get to have that zany experience where I find my real self and start wearing top hats and strap on bird beaks. It's more like, oh, I'm here still, never
0: left. Okay. Nice. Nice. So I mean, still, right. still
1: here. Still looking at the same roads. Still looking at the same roads. Same people. 37 years later.
0: Same people getting angry at you because your dog is off leash.
1: Yeah, still yelling. It's just tough because it's just a lot of opportunity here, especially as an artist, especially blah, blah, blah. But. Yeah. I mean, that for me is what bothers me about it. It feels stale. Like if I go travel, I talk to new people. I go to a restaurant. I'm like, what's your name? Jasper. That's so cool. You're from Canada. Let's get drinks. I would never fucking do that in New York.
0: No more. Not I'd be I mean, like, Jasper. Gotcha. Okay.
1: To, to Canada. I feel like or I stay should stay here or
0: stay. I think I should just move back. Let's move back and uh, let's all move back to Bushwick. I think that might do it.
1: Yeah, we'll get a house together.
0: Yeah, let's do it. All right. Awesome. I got an extra two mil. All right, Garrett, thank you so much for that answer. New York City is infuriating sometimes. It is expensive. I live there so expensive a long, long time. Garrett, what kind of content do you like to consume? Is it informative, wacky, and entertaining? And is it anyone in particular?
1: Mm. I think, well, I don't know what most people look at. For me, it's a mixture. I'm actually enrolled in synthetic biology courses right now. So it's called Biohacker Bootcamp, where you actually go in a lab every weekend and learn hands-on how to affect plasmids and what's the COVID test, ICP, not insane clown posse. IPR? I don't think it's
0: insane clown. I don't, uh, I, c- sounds IRC. like an ICR. We did,
1: we, we did that. We did those tests where we took our own DNA and we did all the chemistry. It's a lot of learning about how DNA works. And a really interesting quote was biology is just a new form of computing. The same way that you would use binary code to program a computer, you can now use the four base pairs of DNA to code biology. Computer is essentially a smart rock. You're just extracting ore and making it smart, We're running electricity through it and biology has a very similar potential to become a next wave of computing power. Synthetic biology is something I'm very interested in. I read a lot about it, taking courses in it. Anime is probably my dirtiest secret, but it usually has to be pre-90s because anything made after the year 2000 is probably not worth your time. When
0: was Ghost in the Shell made? The 90s. Okay, so that was right in the wheelhouse. I
1: read a lot of sci-fi. I try to avoid news because I think it just makes things negative rather than helpful. And of course, I read a lot of sculpture magazine. I go to a lot of museums, a lot of art and gallery openings, listen to a lot of Tim and Eric, or at least I used to. And unfortunately, I like stand-up, which I don't know why I find that embarrassing. I I, 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 I was... I love it. I,
0: I don't think it. that's embarrassing.
1: I mean, it gets me really going.
0: So, okay. oh, I know what country that's in. That's in Comp USA. Yeah. Garrett, let's move into this next question. Where do you keep yeah. up to date on industry news, man? Are you on Reddit, Discord? Do you hang out on LinkedIn?
1: So considering how much I love technology, it might surprise you that I'm a curmudgeon when it comes to novel media, a bit of a technophobe. Oh, I'm quickly bored and are distracted by any and all mediums of social media. I find them to be just sort of random noise a lot of the time. And especially when you're hyper-focused on developing something as complex as what we're doing now, Discord is extremely necessary and actually can be very enriching if you have a good community because you can ask them questions and they almost become like a family where you can learn from them and they can learn from you and it becomes a conversation. But that's something Discord's very new. New to me. I'm just starting to get my toes into that, but I do find it somewhat endearing. It reminds me of AOL chat rooms, to be quite frank with you. But that said, yeah, I'm not really a big social media guy. Instagram, I'll look through. I have it for my art. Once you're post 35, all new technology, you have to go,
0: I have to learn this. Right. Okay. Okay. Let's learn it.
1: You know what, that's dude? It, it
0: it really does the parallel there. And I'd never considered this about our jobs in software sales is the decision makers are often not the youngest people in the room. They're usually on the other end. So mm-hmm. 35 plus, if that's a, a nice little number, and even older, obviously, it gets to the if when you're dealing with the C-suite. So It's a lift for some people. Hey, I've got this new technology. Take 15 minutes with me. I know I can help you do this and that. And as much as the technology might help, that person might be like, I don't want to learn this. I just don't have time to learn something new. This is good enough.
1: At a certain age, you're taking away from your actual value proposition. Oh, I've spent 25 years mastering the art of dramatic writing. Now let me spend four hours a day trying to learn Discord. It's a
0: huge job. It's a grind. It's a six-figure it job.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, it is, yeah. But not for a startup, but eventually right. it, it is, yes. It's a real job. It's actually a multi-person job, I think. I, I think know, so. It's called community design.
0: I've never heard of that. Interesting. Community design. All right, yeah. well. Let me just write this down. Yeah, just write that down. Just write it all over your feet. I actually have an in-house tattoo person. Can't say guy these days. I have an in-house tattoo person. Do not say guy. Yeah, yeah, you're going to offend someone. All right, Garrett, who do you think we should interview next?
1: Like a real one? A real person?
0: Yeah, real or fake?
1: Yeah, Jeffrey. Jeff Bezos should be easy enough.
0: That's funny you say Jeff Bezos. I've written a fake podcast review that I'm promoing today, and <laughs> Jeff Bezos is one of them. Thank you. What
1: about the owner of Raymore and Flanagan? What about Raymore? Ray Raymore of Raymore and Flanagan. Yeah, I'd like to hear how they launched the furniture store. The
0: furniture store. That little known <laughs> fact. His name is actually Ray Moore. And Flanagan is just a flannel. It's a flannel shirt.
1: So His partner was just a flannel shirt that he kind of personified. He had some form of psychosis.
0: Honestly, when they were getting the business loan, they were like, we can't give it to one person. And he was like, all right, this is like Flanagan over here. He it's took like off Flanagan. his shirt and he was like, this is Flanagan. And I guess the- He's the, like, are we
1: done here? Are we done yet?
0: Yeah. The this bank teller, Flanagan. this was over Zoom. So, and he wasn't showing oh. his face. So, he couldn't so even they see they had him.
1: Zoom. This was like in the 1960s, they had Zoom.
0: I think it was called Zima back then. Mm-hmm. All right. One more little one. Actually, no, I know what kind of music you listen to. So your custom mixtape is going to be awesome. Garrett, so what is your favorite Juice Crew video that we ever made?
1: Do people know about them? Like Dickfish.
0: (laughs) Dickfish is my favorite one as well. Thank you so much for that answer. Garrett, we have arrived at the final question of the day. And it actually happens to be everyone's favorite question. It's the billboard question. And here it is. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, I'm paying for it. What would it say and why?
1: So I didn't give this question as much time as I would have liked. I think I could have had a better answer. But what I came up with was as you're driving down the Hutchinson River Parkway, it's a very dangerous road north of New York City. You'd see sign after sign after sign. We buy all the billboards and it says free eggs, exit 14. Okay. People are like free eggs. They pull off at exit 14. The car comes to a creeping stop in a dirt lot. And then you get a bunch of really bad teens popping out of the shrubs, pelting you with eggs.
0: Some bad actors.
1: By the time they're bad actors, by the time you're done, I mean, dude,
0: you're covered head to toe in eggs, but they were all free, so... Gotcha. So free yeah. eggs exit the 14 is what you would have on a billboard. The, 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 the one the I'm cat, paying the for.
1: Catch is, the catch is the eggs are thrown at you. Yeah. That's the best I could do in a limited period of time. Okay,
0: no, I like that one. I'm a big fan of eggs. They're great. They're really good in the morning and they're not so bad at any other time of the day too. Could uh, better.
1: Good number. Garrett. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for joining us on I'm Not Selling You Anything. I think we did a good job of selling absolutely nothing, but we yeah. did inform some people about your project, your Web3 project called EcoSapiens. I think that's going to be really, really cool. And I'm excited to see the final result of something that I can actually spend money and help save the world a little bit. Garrett, how do you think yeah. we did here today?
1: I think we did good.
0: Yeah, that was kind of fun. Yeah. Buddy, have a good one. I will talk all to you right, soon, man. all Thanks right? you
1: so much. Yeah, it was fun.
0: I mean, that was a real treat for me, hopefully a little bit for you. The angle he took on picking yourself up by your bootstrap was one that I hadn't heard in a real long time. A lot of this episode was left on the cutting room floor because I kind of want to keep my job. Definitely give Garrett a follow. He's working on some interesting things to say the least. And tune in next week when we interview Dr. Pig.